Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Rachel Greeno, owner and CEO of Lamplighter Marketing, a boutique social media marketing agency that helps e-commerce brands and coaching and consulting businesses to optimize their user journey and increase their overall revenue, because that's what it's all about. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, hey, can you expand a bit more on that and let everyone know, you know where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Yeah. Okay. So I primarily work with uh, e-commerce clients. Um, we work with from large to mid-range e-commerce. Um, or just to give you an idea, primary co- clients fall into that uh, one to $5 million per, rep- or per year range. Um, we also work with coaches and consultants, um, starting out, um, going for their first launch, a lot of live launches, a lot of webinars, things of that nature. Um, and then we support those clients, um, with ads and funnels and organic social media management. So a little bit of, of everything when it comes to the launches and the, the funnel. Um, but we build our own funnels. Um, we send them to the funnels from ads, and then we support and nurture uh, with our organic content as well. Nice. Love that. That is two very different types of client there. Which one yes. do you, because they're not listening here, which one do you prefer working with the most? What 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 do you love? What lights you up? Um, e-commerce. E-commerce is, is our, our what we're really, really good at. Um, e-commerce funnels, um, e-commerce ads. Um, we come at things from a, a copy standpoint. What's what's converting from a copy standpoint? We get into pain points and and um, oh, it's fun. It's just fun. <laughs> nice. So these these e-commerce clients, when they when they come to you, what are they looking for? What what do you find time and time again that you have to help these clients to maybe overcome or um, maybe it's a past experience they've had? What's like traditionally? Here's a first step for you so that you can serve and help them to the, the way that you know you can. Right. Uh, so a lot of the clients, when they come to us, they've had problems getting ads to convert. And that's what I hear most of all. Um, we say we've tried ads, we've tried Facebook ads, we've tried Google ads. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't clicking or maybe they are clicking, but they're they're not getting a very good return on ad spend. So they come to me because they they don't know what to do with their ads. And then we start diving into their funnel and we realize that you know maybe their website isn't converting as well as it should be. So it's not as much the ads as it is the website. So we kind of look at, at the website and the ads uh, holistically 
Um, and we, we take a deep dive into the customer journey and we see where are the snags, you know, where are people dropping off in the funnel? Um, and so even though people come to us, you know, Hey, my, my, you know, people aren't clicking my ads or people aren't converting. We end up kind of going through the whole website and saying, yeah. well, your sales pages need some work. And, and that's where I, I typically, um, start is with the sales pages and the website and we get into the strategy of it, which is all messaging. It's all, how do you speak to your, your customers? Um, what words are resonating with them? Are you using those words on your, on your website? And then we, we go from there and we take all of that messaging and we roll it into ads and new sales pages and new websites. Nice. Cause the way you just described that. So it sounds like people come to you for one, that what they think is a problem. They come to you what they, what they want. You give them what they need. And with this whole yes. process, it's, it's just data. You can, the data doesn't lie. You can see exactly what's working, what, what bucket is leaking, what has no bottom to it. Oh my gosh. There's all these things that you can see. So you can pick apart and find out exactly where it is, what's going on. Um, right. Yeah. We, uh, we do that with, even after the, uh, iOS changes for iOS 14, it's, it's been very difficult for people to track, um, mm. after iOS 14, but we use uh, certain software like Elevar, um, which is for Shopify which transfers data from, this is going to be very technical, so I'll try to keep it very simplistic, but um, there's softwares that can transfer data from Shopify to um, GA4 and to Facebook and Instagram in an accurate way that it wasn't able to before. So we use that software and then we build custom data tracking systems as well. Nice. Awesome. Cool. So that's, that's what you do. So let's talk about, let's talk about your, your journey here. So what, what the hell was it that made you say, this is my life's purpose. This is what I want to do. What, what was oh, it for you? Gosh. <laughs> um, two different things kind of in a, in a culmination. So the first thing was I had, I had been working in marketing for a number of years at this point. This is where we're going to go back to 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Um, so going back in time a little bit, and I had been working at this point when in different marketing companies and uh, PR groups, and I had just had a myriad of, of marketing jobs that I was working with agencies and I was working in these, these companies. Um, and I wasn't happy with what I was seeing in the marketing agency. So not exactly the companies themselves that I was working in, but the agencies that we were working with or partnered with. And I was never happy with the deliverables. I was never happy with the, the experience. It always just seemed lacking or it seemed mm. almost like unethical, if that's a word that you can use. Um, people just not caring about the client or they have too many, too many balls juggling in the, in the air at one time and they just can't. They can't give the time to the client. Oh, so they just the client can't needs. serve in the way that you saw these cu the customers, the clients like they, they need, fucking need help and yes. they're not getting yeah. the support that they, that they need. So you put your cape on. I put my cape on. Um, although not, not immediately because I was, I was about to get married and um, I ended up, I ended up losing my, my position at the time I was getting married and I was moving away. So <laughs> I made the mistake of telling them I was moving away and I got canned. Um, and, um, I ended up working in catering for about a year 
during this time while I was getting married and, you know, moving to a different state and getting my life in order. And uh, my husband was at the time thinking about going into the Marine Corps as an officer. So I wanted to have something that I could take anywhere. So that was the other thing that kind of impacted this direction. So I, um, I decided, well, you know, I'm really good at marketing. I don't like what's going on in the agency space. I'm going to fix it. And I'm going to fix it in such a way that I can have my own life work balance and I can take it anywhere. And so that's what I did. Tick, tick, tick and tick. Perfect. So happily ever after it was all plain sailing. It was so easy. That's the way it works out, right? I wish, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a roller coaster. It is, I mean, and I'm sure most entrepreneurs can say that it's not, it's not just an upward trend. It's, it's, it's in valleys and ups and downs. Um, so I started with it, this is 2017. I started my company where I was just doing organic social media management and that was it. Um, and then I started doing ads and that was going very, very well. Um, and then we got to, we got to COVID and, uh, the shutdowns and I had just signed, say I just signed like three or four new clients and they all called me in the same week and all canceled with me, like before we even really started. So that was kind of a wake up call where I realized I needed to do some things differently. Mm. I needed to charge more for my services. I needed a position better. Um, because at that point I was still, I had played around with growing uh, a team, but I had not really. That, that environment yeah. there, because I mean, we've heard from lots of different perspectives on this podcast, but. Sure. So you're online social media, organic and mm-hmm. ads, marketing, yes. advertising, yes. the lifeline of any business. Mm-hmm. And then in what started to be turmoil and unknown, people started to cut off what is the lifeline of a business. Yes, That must be so frustrating yeah. for you because that's the one thing they should double down on. How do you make the most of this? We, I guess maybe for hindsight, it's easy. Everyone's at home. Everyone's on the devices double Mm -hmm. down on social media. That's where people's eyeballs are right now. More of the time. What was it like for you to see this, understand this, but still not be able to do anything about it? It was very difficult. Um, a lot of the clients that I'm talking about, particularly the ones that, that canceled, they were kind of a hybrid. So they had a physical store and they had the online and we were trying to kind of kick them more online, Mm. but they didn't have the base. So it was a, it was a fear reaction, I think on, on most of their parts, um, they didn't know what was going to happen and their, their physical store was getting shut down and they didn't know for how long. Um, and it was, it was hard watching that. Um, because like what you just said, we, we, you and I know that we, we need to double down and we need to get online and and do this, this strategy. Um, but uh, you You, know, in reality, faith, trust, so many things come into play and it's, it's tough. So as entrepreneurs, as you, for your, your clients, everyone's like, ah, fucking hell, w- w- pause, stop. And it's paralyzing sometimes. And yeah. those that didn't pivot, those that didn't see the opportunities really fucking struggled. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. was your journey and, through this? Uh, we gradually got more clients and, and we made it through. Um, and we kind of had to start doing more 
uh, online marketing, which was interesting. A lot of, a lot of DM reach outs, a lot of cold pitches, which I was not good at, still not am. Because <laughs> um, before we had been relying on networking, in-person networking and uh, coffee chats and things like that. So we had to change our, our strategies as well. Um, got some more clients. And at that point, I realized, you know what? It's, it's time to start thinking about a team at this point. So 2000, 2021, I started thinking about, okay, we need to, I, I need to quit this entrepreneur, the solopreneur thing and, and start an agency. What was the trigger point that made this. you want to say, yes, damn it, I need a team. I want a business, not just a job. Um, the fact that I needed to bulletproof my business a little bit more and I could not do that doing all the things because I was doing all the things. So I realized I needed to get, delegate a little bit and then I got pregnant. So, uh, and you know, as plot soon twist. as you get pregnant, <laughs> plot twist, uh, you're expecting, and um, you're going to be sick as a dog for the next four months. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got pregnant and that was probably the biggest one is that my, yeah. my life is going to change and I'm going to have to focus on being a mom before a business owner. So. Oh, shift in perspective. I was, I was chatting with Katie just this morning about this, about where we do focus. And as a, doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur or a CEO with a solopreneur mindset and you're still going through that transition, where you focus. And a lot of agencies we talk to have that sort of people-pleasing mentality and tendency to, but I need to take care of my clients. I need to overcommit. But what if they don't renew? I need to really make sure they get the results at what cost because it's so easy to put your family last and then realize what's why are you doing this what's really important so yeah being a nice business owner doesn't always work out well for everyone involved so what's right. been your journey been like through this yeah and i will 100 admit that that was me before i had a child um i was working 50 60 hours a week i was undercharging um I was doing things outside the scope of work because, you yeah. know, your clients come to you and when you start a business from the perspective of, you know, I want to help people, I want to help people succeed. And I want to make sure that I'm doing things that, you know, the agencies are not doing, or I'm doing what I'm supposed to, um, you know, you want to give them all the things and you want to make sure that they have everything that they need to succeed. So there were a lot of things that I gave them that were not necessarily things that were paid for. But you also um, start your business from that desire of you, those companies aren't serving them well. So that passion, that exactly. desire, I need to help exactly. people. That was the driver. That was the first mm -hmm. momentum that took you in there. Yes. Yeah. So it, yeah. it was hard. It was hard to find the balance between helping and, and actually giving people value that they, they, they need and, and also striking a balance with my own family and my own mental health and my own, my own physical health as well. Mm. One thing you said just there, help versus value. That's worth double tapping on. That's worth having a whole episode dedicated to this one, mm -hmm. one concept, help versus value. Just because you're giving a client all of your time, doing all these other things, that can swing too far the other way and actually not serve them the way they need. It can be pandering to their, their needs and desires rather than giving them exactly what they, what they need for their business. So I think there's, a, mm -hmm. there's definitely um, there's a fine line between giving them the help they want or just overhelping and 
here's the value. Here's what we agreed. Here's what's going to move the needle for your business. Right, right. And saying no, knowing when to say no sometimes because you it's you know that that's not the right thing. You know, you, you don't want them to go down too many rabbit holes or to chase the shiny object. The shiny object syndrome is just as bad for, for other business owners as it is for us in marketing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, saying no is is huge but it's tough oh my god it's so fucking hard when you're starting out when you know that yeah, you're still a fledgling business you're um you, you need to pay the bills you need to and there might be you must have justified a few clients by saying oh this time it'll be different they're gonna be okay and then it never quite works out well yeah um that's happened time and time again yeah it's it's a mistake that that i think a lot of young um agencies make but yes, that has helped, happened a couple of times. Um, and I'm trying to think of examples. There's probably many, too many to count at this point. <laughs> I, think, I think we all have to. It's one of those things um, I, I say all the time as a kid. It, you could give me all the advice I wanted as a kid. I wouldn't listen. No one does. Mm -hmm. No. So I think no. we need to go through and have the experiential understanding, not just the logical understanding, but the experiential. Because then mm -hmm. you'd understand, ah, oh, here's what happened when I took on that wrong client. Oh, I saw right. five or six warning flags. Doesn't matter. I'm sure it'll be fine. Right. And then it all burns down. So to yes. have that understanding, maybe, maybe we do need that. And maybe advice, guidance is overrated because you need to go through it to a certain degree. If you keep I going would agree it, with that. There's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yes. If, if you keep, if you keep going through, I mean, that, that's probably part of my problem is I'm, I, <laughs> it takes a bit for me to learn a lesson. I, I am a very, um, stubborn person and that might be part of my issue. <laughs> okay. Then let's double tap on that. Let's bring it right through to today. So you've gone through your yeah. growth. You've gone through a number of life changing things. So mm -hmm. now so now where are you? So now with your, with your stubbornness, with your experience yeah. that you have, what are you finding tough right now as you, as you look to not only maintain, but grow your business? Yeah. Um, so for me, that's the, one of so the two biggest struggles are, and I think this is for a lot of agencies, um, sales pipelines, making sure that you have solid sales pipelines that are going to continue to bring you clients um, regardless of the economy and regardless of, of any other external factors, um, still pipelines are a struggle. Um, and then, uh, making sure that your team is not just, you know, solidified and not just organized correctly, but also you maintain that level of quality that you had as a solopreneur and making sure that that continuity continues across to mm -hmm. your team, you know, however large it is. Like right now we have, I think six or eight people on our team, somewhere in there. Um, and making sure that, that my work quality or the, the deliverables that we're presenting to clients is a constant struggle. Um, and not just because you know, we have great people, but it's, it's just, it's different. You know, you're doing things the way that you did things is different than they do things. And so you have to train people. It's like, no, 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 that's great. But I want it like this and it needs to be three steps up. Okay. So with, with that, with the team, let's just zero in on that. Is it tough for you to be able to sort of remove yourself? Cause you built this from a, 
a passion project that you need to help people. You need to over serve. And now you've got other people doing the work. And there is that fine line between the work gets done to the client standard and the work gets done to what you expect. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's so hard being the CEO to actually to let go and let some things go where it's not what I would have done. The client's happy. The client's got results. And there's something you can sort of feel in your heart that's like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. What's it like for you to, it sounds like you're in this journey, to be able to let go? It's like parenting. It's very much like parenting. Um, and now that I've had a child, I, I know how much that is. It's like, you can, you, can want, you can want the task to be done a certain way, but at the end of the day, you have to let your children go. And um, if the client is happy, that's, that's good. Um, so it's been a learning process. I've, it, it's been frustrating. I'm not going to lie. Um, because, you know, their way of doing things and your way of doing things, the quality might be just as good, but it's just different. And so having to let go of that while staying in a structure is, um, hard. Um, yeah, I copy, I'll, I'll just use this as an example because we put so much emphasis on copy. Copywriting can be something that's very difficult to teach and very difficult to replicate across multiple people. And we have a really good system in place now that uh, we have templates and we have a system that we, we take all of our ad managers through so that when we start working with a client, um, they go through the same system now over and over and over from the very beginning. Um, but that at the very beginning, um, when I first started hiring was all over the place, they were, there's no structure. We had to kind of create that. And, um, that was a, a nightmare. (laughs) So I've gone through and I've actually created like training videos and, and SOPs, very detailed SOPs for my my ad manager so that they can follow those, those structures. Um, getting those in place has been a, a, a lifesaver really for our, for our agency. And I would think that most, most agencies who have gone through this growth would, would agree SOPs are, you have to have them in place. If you don't, you're going to crash and burn. Yeah. This is business. This is, it can't be run on memory and you are only one person. Bless you. I know you, you try to do all the things that you can your time is limited and you have a family and you got to take care of yourself personally as well. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into that. So I think the SOPs, it's, it's huge to be able to mm-hmm. have new people join and hit the ground running rather than, ah, oh, here we go again, more mm-hmm. things to do. So as you've gone through this transition, what, what's your role now? What, what do you actually do day to day within your business? Uh, so I've I've gone from working about 60 hours a week to about 20. So very significant drop in hours. Um, I, I'm home two days a week with my daughter. So uh, primarily my work week looks like um, I'm sometimes meeting with clients, but I'm meeting with the whole team. So I'm meeting with the clients and my team. Um, and then a lot of behind the scenes, Slack messages to the team and then team meetings. So mm-hmm. most of my week is is let's do this. Let's go this direction with this copy, um, copy editing, um, project management more than anything else. And then, uh, marketing. And those are my two. Sounds like it's it's meeting and direction. So you're still, you still have your fingers in, in there. You still, maybe that's your desire. It's like, that's, maybe that's hard for you to let go of that because it's like, this, this is my, that's what I love to do. 
Yeah. I strategy is what I'm really good at and what I love. I, I love the strategy and the the high high vision stuff, yeah. broad vision stuff. Um, so that's kind of where I I sit with most of my team is that, you know, I, I have weekly meetings with all of them. They go over, here's what we did. Here's what we're going to do. And then I'll just tweak what they're, what they're planning. And at this point, most of them don't need much direction. It's just kind of, okay, yeah, that's, that's a good direction. Let's go there. Um, and, uh, and then marketing, which I mean, sales and marketing takes most of my time, good chunk of my time. I would say so. You chiefly responsible for your, your marketing sales. Yes, which I hate. I hate it. I I hate marketing myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 we can laugh about this. You are a social media marketing agency who struggle with your own marketing. Now, that's yes. okay. I want to scream and shout and say, it doesn't mean you're not good at what you do. We're all too close to our own shit. Also, we your are. clients are not marketing agencies. There's a different level there. So it can be tough. It's tough for everyone with our, our industry coaching people can't see their own blind spots called fucking yes. blind spots you can't you can't see them on your own it is so so tough so but let's just pinpoint one aspect of that sales part when we again we chan offline before he said you hate sales you don't like it you're mm-hmm. not you're not a salesperson mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. you're the one doing the sales right now so let's pick that apart Look at that energy going into sales. You've already said, I am not a salesperson. Hey, universe, by the way, I'm bad at this. Don't let me be good at it. <laughs> and you don't enjoy it. You've got to enjoy. You're bubbly. You're infectious. It's beautiful to be around. So why must you do a job that you hate? That's a good question. Um, mainly because I don't want to pay for someone else to do it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. What's what's stopping you there? What's the block? Um. Well, as I said, I and I don't remember to you privately, or if I've said it on the podcast so far. But um, my husband and I are in the process of saving for a house, so all of our extra cash flow is going towards that house right now. So the cash flow between my husband and I, we've decided that all that extra cash flow is going to go there. Mm. So I I just don't want to spend extra on marketing. And, and it's also kind of a, it might also be a pride thing if I'm going to be completely honest. Cause like, well, I'm, I'm a marketing company. Like I should be able to market myself. Right. Do you like, want to be good at this? Do you want to be good at the sales? And I, I would, because I feel like it's a package deal that you, you, you should be able to be. So that's, that it might be a pride thing. There's, there's probably you are, uh, I can see what you're getting at. And there probably is some sort of block there. <laughs> It's fascinating to have these conversations because there's so many self-imposed barriers on this. Yeah. So many. And these self-imposed barriers, and this might be the most important thing anyone hears in this podcast today, they stop us from doing the uncomfortable thing. They are justification. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can hang my hat on this and that's why that person's wrong or that's why I can't do this. Yeah. That in the little place that we call Victimville. No one's been called a victim, but it's a mentality that we stay in, justify complain deflect all Mm. these things so lovingly and with humor because that's the only way to face this it's yeah these self-imposed things all the money is going towards the house okay Mm -hmm. so you can't you can't get someone else in there and it it can cost a lot of money to get the right person Mm -hmm. in place right systems in place yeah however there's different ways of doing this 
But by having that, mm, that justification, well, we've got no money because it's going towards the house. As true as that is, yeah. Well, how much is two, three, four new clients going to do? I would much rather have you know, 80% of those new clients than 0% of no new clients. And then guess what? You can put more towards the house. So this is true. I would always advise people to just to look at what is the barrier? Is it self-imposed? Mm-hmm. And is it truly real? And what if you remove that, does it actually solve that problem? It's interesting. So you're, so you're so saying that I should swallow my pride and hire a salesperson. <laughs> I'm saying there's a number of different options for you. There is not one, one different route. You can mm-hmm. become better. You can become more authentic. You can find your stride here. If I was working with you, the first thing we'd look at is your authenticity. You fucking hate sales. You don't, you don't like it. So you've got two roles. Get yourself out of there or find a way for you to love it. Now that, I would leverage that one first because yeah. that feeds into leveraging one of your barriers, your ego. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fix everything all at once. Fix one leverage another one keep your ego got you where you are so far but how can that help you go forward not hold you back i think that's that's the beauty does that make sense it does it does i can see i've got you thinking now i yes i'm i'm thinking i i um i would love to love sales i i would like to be there so that probably will be the option that I continue to strive towards. Love that. Beautiful. I'd love to love sales. Well, if that's true, there is a way, there is a method, there is a solution for you. Some people come to us and they don't know what they want. Cool. If you don't have the clarity of where your business is going, what you actually want to do, what roles you want to play, admitting that is the first step. Okay. Do you want to know? That's all we need. If you want to know where to go. So that i I want to love to love this. Great. There you are. You made a declaration. Mm. And when you make a declaration, you'll probably get an opportunity and you'll probably get a challenge or a threat coming up. Which one's going to get your attention? That's, that's interesting. That happens I find this time and time again. Oh, gosh. Probably, probably the challenge would get my attention. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> because that will keep you exactly where you are. So, oh, this is, this is fun to digest this. This is, it's interesting to go through all these different nuances. Well, I think it is. I, I mean, I think it is too. It's more than I can think about right now. I'm going to have to go home and get a big coffee and start think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, look, thank you so much for playing along today. Thank you for sharing your journey as you've gone from solopreneur to, to mom, to CEO and everything in between as you continue on this journey it's 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 fascinating it's exciting it's terrifying it's all the things thank you thank you thank you i i appreciate the words of wisdom i really do (laughs) hey so welcome look if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work you do where can they find you yeah um two places you can go to instagram at lamplighter marketing or you can go to my website directly lamplightermarketing.com and i offer free 30 minute consultations just sign up book a time and uh, we'll chat there you go everyone if you're curious go check it out and rachel thanks again this has been it's been a lot of fun yeah thank you so much i i have very much enjoyed my time (laughs) welcome 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.